Welcome to our exchanges at Goldman Sachs Markets Update for Friday, December 4th. Each week, we check in with a leader across the firm to get their quick take on what they're watching in markets. I'm Jake Seward, Global Head of Corporate Communications here at the firm. And today, we're joined by Morn Foreman of our Global Markets Division. Welcome to the program, Morn. Thanks so much. I'm delighted to be here. So give us a quick overview into your role and what you do every day here at Goldman. Sure. So I run the U.S. Index Volatility Trading Desk within the Equities Division. It's basically a global macro desk, and we facilitate derivative transactions for some of the largest institutional clients that we have at the firm. So we're trading broad equity indices, things like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the VIX. So given the indices that we're trading, we're servicing all types of clients. It's pensions, it's insurance, hedge funds, and private wealth. And we engage in dialogue with these clients to help them structure solutions for their portfolios using options. So it's a pretty quantitative product, but it's also very flow heavy. And my job is to make markets for our clients and manage the risk for the firm. Okay. So obviously it's been a bit of a crazy year in equity markets, a bit of crazy year in the world, but there's been recently particularly a lot of strong momentum in the equity markets. So is the momentum that we saw last month, which was a really strong month carried over so far into December? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, after the U.S. elections, we saw massive risk on flows as investors piled back into the equity markets once that event risk was taken out of the market. So in particular, what we saw is clients unwinding hedges in ETFs and in index as that event risk was taken out. But I would emphasize that we're really not out of the political woods. Uh, The Georgia runoff in early January is now a big focus for a lot of our investors as it will determine the control of the Senate and potentially the size of the fiscal stimulus that the market can expect. So in terms of where we are now, a lot of the good news is certainly priced in. The vaccine rollout, the take-up of the vaccine, a relatively benign political environment. There's a lot less emphasis now on the incoming economic data, which is largely seen as backward-looking. And the equity market right now is really quite forward-looking and looking for a growth pickup once the vaccine does get rolled out. I think in terms of broader themes, there's been a big focus on equities rallying while the bond market stays anchored, and that's because of the new Fed framework. The Fed essentially adopted average inflation targeting, and what that's done is it's raised the bar for liftoff considerably compared to where we were in the past cycles, and it's increased the policy weight on realized inflation. So what does that mean for equities? It means it increases the right tail for equities. And we're seeing heavy involvement from the retail community as well in the equity space. So that's been a big theme all year is the predominance of retail. Also, a big theme all year has been volatility. What kind of volatility are you seeing in the S&P 500 these days? And how does it compare with what you saw earlier this year? Yeah, so you know, this year has been some of the widest ranges in volatility that we've ever seen. The VIX is currently around 20, which is the lowest levels in the post-crisis period. It got as high as 80 back in March. So what does that mean for volatility? It means that the term structure, which means where volatility is in the one-month expectation compared to the one-year expectation, that's steepened a lot. And it's what's normalized. So the event risk has essentially come out of the market. But the Georgia election that we mentioned earlier, right now, equities are expecting almost a 3% move for that event. So that means investors are still quite worried about the political environment there. 
we get a lot of these questions on what volatility regime are we in now? And specifically, whether we can return back to the days of 13 VIX that we saw in the past decade. So I say we should point to really economic volatility. And so long as the macroeconomic picture remains uncertain, like it is right now, we're probably more likely to be in a 20 to 30 VIX environment rather than a 10 to 20 VIX environment. And we've seen a lot of flows where customers that are playing the VIX sell that 19 or 20 area in the VIX with the expectation that we can't go below there. And one of the reasons that volatility right now is higher other than the macroeconomic picture is also flow. If we think about the past decade, we had a huge pickup in what we call systematic volatility sellers. What that means is people who are looking to generate yield in their portfolios by selling volatility as the global search for yield with bond yields being low everywhere pushed risk appetite out the curve. Those systematic vol sellers that were very crowded in the market back in 2017 have largely disappeared from our market. And so we haven't had what we call a gamma overhang of the prior years. Why do you care? When there's a lot of systematic vol sellers, it means that the index has a harder time moving a lot. And right now, those systematic vol sellers are largely absent. And so the gamma dynamic in the market is very different than what it was in 2017. And the equity markets have capacity to essentially move more. So, you know, some Decembers are pretty quiet and some Decembers are really, really busy. As we get into the year end here, what kind of conversations are you having with clients right now? How are they thinking about positioning themselves at the end of this particular year? Yeah, you know, I think it's been quite the year and most of our clients just can't believe that it's still 2020 right now. I think when you talk to our clients and you look at all the data, so you look at data from Prime, you look at data from futures, you look at data from sentiment surveys, or even from just call option volumes, I think it's pretty unanimous that exposure right now in U.S. equities is quite high and that a lot of people have longs in the U.S. equity market and are overweighted in their portfolios. I think in general, when you come into December, people start remembering 2018. And 2018 was a year in which December suddenly had a very sharp drop in the equity market on very low liquidity. And it came in also with positioning being elevated. And so a lot of our investors are starting to be concerned about that going into year end and whether equities can continue to move up from here in the pace that we've seen over the past few months. But really under the surface is where the equity market gets a little bit more interesting right now, because there has been a rotation happening since the election from the secular growth stocks into value stocks. So if you think about that from an index perspective, you can think about that as from the NASDAQ to the Russell. And clients are questioning whether that can continue. So our long-short momentum pair was down 23% that Monday that we had the Pfizer vaccine news, which was a massive one-day move. It's the biggest one-day move in a decade, and it's over twice as big as the second largest move. So what does that mean? It means that a lot of the fundamental long-short managers experienced very large alpha drawdowns driven by losses from momentum. So these are factor rotations. These are really under the hood of the index, and it looks like buying value and selling growth. 
So in terms of where to from here, this has been a trend in the equity market for about 10 years here. So if it is a true unwind of growth versus value, there has been a real buildup in positioning that has boosted the valuation of growth companies. And the valuation spreads in almost every major market between growth and value are still very elevated. So in terms of the time frame, our research shows that in the dozen or so value rallies that we've had in the past decade, they last a median of about two months and we're about one month into the current one. The only caveat I would end with is that positioning in and of itself, the fact that equity positioning is heavy and the fact that there is a large concentration and crowding in secular growth names, that in and of itself does not cause a sell-off, but it can exacerbate a sell-off. So length is high and it's certainly still crowded in some of these popular retail names. So when the unwind comes is where you have to be careful about the positioning, but the positioning itself does not cause the unwind. Okay, well, let's not hope for a big unwind. We've had a busy enough year, (laughs) but thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right, I'm going to work gamma overhang into my holiday conversations. Um, (laughs) That's all for this week's markets update on exchanges at Goldman Sachs. And in case you missed it, Check out our other episode this week with Scott Rubner, also from our Global Markets Division, on the record-setting inflows, which we talked about again into global equities in November, and what to watch for this month. Thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a great and safe weekend. This podcast was recorded on Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. Thanks for listening. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.